Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. This is day 652 of our trek, and time for our fifth installment on the special series of stories that will chronicle my recent accident and recovery as we trek Life Lessons Learned the Hard Way. This accident is a major life event that will change my life for several months to come. In fact, I would say that it will certainly impact me for the remainder of my life. It is my hope and prayer that as I share, that it will positively impact your life as well. I have often said we must accept and live life as it truly is, not what we wish it to be. We don't always know or understand what will become of the uphill climbs and the treacherous downhill slopes that we do encounter on our trek of life. The key is to learn from these events and allow them to effectively become part of our living legacy, which will possibly impact our lives and the lives of all those that we impact. For the next couple of Wisdom Nugget episodes, we'll continue on the series, and today we will look at Hospital Recovery, Life Lessons Learned the Hard Way. It is my hope that I'll get caught up to current on all the podcast episodes and journals this coming weekend, so that the release dates will correspond to the actual dates that they are released. If you'd like to catch the first three episodes in this series, go to wisdom-trek.com forward slash day-645, day-647, and day-650. When I ended the Wisdom Trek episode day 650, which was the story of my surgery, I left you with sort of a somber thought, not only that this accident could have been fatal if I had landed on my head, but both during surgery and the episode afterwards, where my pulse had dropped to zero for a few moments, We really do need to treasure each day of life and make the most impact possible as we live out our living legacy each day. Sunday night after my surgery was not a very good night of sleep as I was still in a lot of pain and my mind wandered to the two episodes where my pulse had dropped. I dozed off and on, but between the monitoring, the lab work, a roommate who was snoring very loudly, I did not achieve a significant rest. Paula once again slept in the reclining chair, and although she did get more sleep than I did, it was not very comfortable. But after a good breakfast on Monday, the hospital staff seemed very positive about how quickly I was rebounding after surgery, and that I was able to be up and working remotely that Monday morning. We saw a few additional staff members throughout the day as we planned my physical therapy and when I would be able to be discharged. One concern that they did have was my hemoglobin and red blood counts had dropped after surgery, which usually indicates a loss of blood. My left leg was swollen significantly, and we started to ice it in hopes of reducing that swelling. I believe that the tightness of my leg was actually causing more pain than the surgery itself. With these factors, and since I had not met with the physical therapy yet, we all thought it would be best if I stayed at least one more night. That afternoon, the occupational therapy team came and guided me on walking with the walker up and down the hallway. They were very pleased on how quickly I adapted to the walker and that I was able to go quite a distance without getting too worn out. I let them know that we did have stairs in our home, both going into the house and also 18 steps up to the second floor. They assured me that they would provide additional stair training for me on the following day. I was so glad to now be able to get up and walk around with the walker, although with a limited distance. At least it freed me to be able to use the restroom. A couple hours after that, another person from physical therapy came in and tested the strength in both of my legs and reviewed a few exercise routines with me. They were somewhat painful, but she assured me that I had a really strong right leg and even my injured left leg already showed encouraging progress. Since we felt that we could handle most of the exercises ourselves, she said that she would provide us with an in-home instruction sheet, which we can continue once we returned home.
the rest of the day was filled with meals, visiting, working remotely, and a nap. I encouraged Paula to go home Monday night so she could get a better night's sleep. Although we were both somewhat emotionally drained, she agreed that it would be best. Monday night's sleep was a little bit better for me, although not that great. I was able to get up and go to the bathroom by myself, and my roommate's snoring was not quite as bad. Although we did have regular monitoring checkups and blood drawn for lab work that night, and then the attending nurse came in very early in the morning, and she said she was instructed to put me back on the IV. She indicated that my hemoglobin and red blood counts had gone down again, and that there was some concern about possible internal bleeding in my left leg. It was still swollen significantly, and the skin on it was very tight. Paula arrived back very early that morning, and although we were not overly concerned, we were hoping that I was improving, and that I would be able to go home that day. I felt fine otherwise, and was not lightheaded or dizzy. After a good breakfast, the nurse practitioner came in, and we discussed physical therapy, our comfort level with going home, and the possibility of a blood transfusion to raise my hemoglobin. About an hour after that, she returned with the hospital attending doctor, who indicated in fact that my hemoglobin level had dropped with each blood test since the surgery. As of Tuesday morning, my hemoglobin was down to 7.5, where 13.7 is the low range for normal and where my count had been when I was admitted to the hospital. The doctor said that they could give me a blood transfusion if I desired, and it used to be automatic if the hemoglobin fell below 10. He said, though, that in more recent studies, that they found out that if the count had not dropped below 7 and the patient was able to produce it on its own, the long-term results were much better. We told him we were comfortable waiting a couple days more to see if it would rebound. They scheduled outpatient blood work for Friday to check on my blood counts. With that, the doctor mentioned that as long as I got my occupational training done, that they would be able to release us from the hospital that evening. Shortly after that, an occupational therapist came in with a set of crutches and he walked with me up and down the hall with the crutches. We then went to a set of stairs and worked on walking up and down the stairs. He was very positive about how quickly I was able to adapt and felt that I would be able to handle the stairs at home without any issues. Next, we met with the family services director who made sure that we had all the appropriate equipment at home and that we felt comfortable doing our own physical therapy. And she made sure that we had all of our questions answered. After lunch, I worked a little bit more and Paula watched TV. We thought that we would have several hours to wait. But about 1 p.m., the nurse came in and said he was working on our discharge information and it would probably take a couple hours to complete. He was actually finished a little bit earlier than that, but by the time we left the hospital for home, it was about 4 p.m. And to help my red blood counts, we did stop by at Wendy's restaurants for a nice big hamburger for that night's dinner. Well, I believe that covers most of the details on my hospital recovery program. On our next Wisdom Nugget episode, I will share how our home-based recovery has gone so far and what the long-term prognosis is. So my life lesson learned the hard way today is, with the proper training and guidance, you can overcome about any obstacle as long as you follow the guidelines. As Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5 tells us, Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance. And that's a wrap for today's Wisdom Unplugged. Join us for the next couple Tuesday and Thursday sessions for more life lessons learned the hard way as I share my recovery stories. And just as you enjoy these nuggets of wisdom, please encourage your family and friends to join us and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past daily treks or read the Wisdom Journal, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, 
I am your friend, as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek Podcast and Journal each day. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow for Fearless Friday.